Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Jeff has made a life of being himself, and look what it's got him. He's on a TV show at 1230. You know what they used to put? Beep at that time. Jeff Lutz. Here's why I've gone vegan. It's not really like the milk or the eggs themselves. It's what milk and eggs are put into. If you ask me, that stuff rots your brain. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Welcome back. Second hour, final show of the week. We've got uh, the British Open going on. The Open. How dare I call it the British Open. The Open Championship. Um, the Open Championship over in Liverpool, right? Is that? Am I, I do not. Am know. I right about that? Doodle would know. He loves this stuff. Oh, he, why isn't he here? I had it on. For, well, why isn't he here? That's my. That's what I'm asking. Well, you know, he, he's why? Where is he? I don't know. Brian Harmon at ten under, with a six under round today, uh, clear by five strokes of Tommy Fleetwood, as the second round is now in the books. That's a that's a pretty good gap for Brian Harmon, the American, who doesn't have that much of a pedigree. Good player, but. Nobody would have picked Brian Harmon to be five strokes out in front. I'm going to tell you something tournament. that may shock you. No idea who Brian Harmon is. I'm not shocked by anything. Not you. even a slight idea. Seen, I've seen Brian Harmon, uh, but I would not have picked him to do what he's doing today. Uh, he had four consecutive birdies in the first round, holes two through five. Then par until 18 which he eagled. So that was yesterday? No, that was today. You said in the first round. So, yeah. Okay. Six under in the second round. You said he had four straight birdies in the first no, round. No, I didn't say that. In the, in the Back, first nine. the tape. In the first nine is what I said. No, but that's all right. I don't, make, I don't make mistakes like that. Okay. What you do is you don't listen, and then you think you hear something. Max, and and, and re-rack you, it. No, don't re-rack anything. Is that a thing? Do we still re-rack stuff? I'm here. I know what I say. Well, so do the uh, listeners. He had four birdies in the first five holes on the first nine. What if he, st- what if he started at 10? He didn't. Okay. Uh, Jordan Spieth in this tournament, although two under. Rory McIlroy, one under. Uh... 
right now, man, it's Brian Harmon's tournament to lose. Uh, you don't usually see a five-stroke advantage in a major after two rounds. That's fairly unusual stuff. Yeah, but it'll he'll come back to the field. I would. How do you know that? Because that's that's what happens. No, it doesn't always happen. Oh, no, it happens. He's not going to keep that up. He's Brian. What's you don't even know? Here's here's who knows less about golf than you. I know plenty about golf. Ask me anything. I'm waiting. Nobody. Apparently, nobody knows less about golf than you. Nobody. I don't think you know golf. I know plenty. I don't think you follow it. Uh, I don't think you, you've watched a second of a major this year. A, a major? I yeah. I haven't watched a second of a minor. Well, that's what I mean. So who? Why would, or an irrelevant. Why would we depend on you for any kind of golf insight? Well, that's what I'm saying. I just notice more often than not, this guy's not going to run away with it. Uh, the cut line, here's what I always like to see. Uh, who misses the cut? Keegan Bradley. Colin, Colin Mo- Morikawa is going to miss the cut. Darn it. That is, uh, that's surprising to me. Uh, that To me, that's, that's a superstar, but he's not playing like one. Tony Finau is going to miss the cut. Uh, Justin Rose, not going to make the cut. Sam Burns, who's had... Moments is not going to play in the third round. Uh, those are the biggest names. Who's in uh, dead last? Bill Mickelson misses the cut. Not not too surprising about that. Justin Thomas, 11 over after an 82 yesterday. The struggle. Uh, not going to make the cut. John Daly, not surprised. But two back-to-back 77s. Dustin Johnson, who in... Round one was in pretty good position at one point. Missing the cut after an 81 today. Fell apart. Uh, don't just throw who's something in, in because you don't have anything else to say. I want to know who's in dead last. Uh, there's a guy that's 22 over. His name is Jazz Jane Watanund. Never heard of him. Uh, never heard of him either. He's at 22 over and will miss the cut after rounds of 81 and 83. Just to think about that. If I shot an 81 on that course, I'd be celebrating for years. Most, most, uh, yeah, people would. You shoot an 81 on this level, you're gone. You're going home. I've got a question for you. What was the last major? What do you mean? Before this one? The U.S. Open. And there was that guy who had like a couple of real good rounds, the amateur. No, that was a, that was the, uh, that was a PGA championship. What was his name? Can't remember For his a name. billion dollars. Can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, kind of faded away. Well, so what? Yeah. Are you glad about that? Does that make no, you not. feel better? <laughs> I thought, remember back in hour number one when you said, I'm going to try to be a better guy, better. No, I'm, and I'm, now, because does I said it he make, faded away. Is that true or is it not does true? Does it make you feel better about yourself? I. It makes me... It makes me steadfast in my belief then that that guy should have uh, not been so humble because that's what happens to humble people. Uh, we got to play with Rory, and then I'm irrelevant two weeks later. You think he cares? Yes. No, you... I'm actually, I know he doesn't care. And then more power to him. That'd be like— Isn't uh, that wonderful? Isn't that a breath of fresh air? No. 
that he's just back probably doing what he does at, as a pro out at the course in Southern California where he works, uh, just going about his daily life, probably gets asked about this every day still, probably has a great time with his friends who are still in awe that he was in that position that he was, and then he did get to play in the U.S. Open, right? I, I think. Know. Uh, I know he got to play the next week after the PGA. But, uh, but just the, the experience of a lifetime that he'll get to share with his friends for the rest of his oh, life. Good. And, and meanwhile, well, some cynical clown in Wichita wants to call him out. <laughs> well, I would, but I don't know his name. And, that, and is that your direction toward becoming a better person? Actually, yeah. It is. Well, let's hear more about that. When you can, uh, when when you can what level is? level the hammer on a poor, unsuspecting golfer, uh, what is what? How is that becoming a better person? What if uh, what if Don Henley? Because that's you know. Oh man, that, that's Don. You know how you can become a better person? Stop obsessing about saying, Don Henley. I'm just saying that's a good that's a good uh, starting point. I saw your point post today for an this analogy. Was his last day of being 75. I mean, God, get, get, that guy, no wonder he doesn't do anything anymore. He's probably scared to death of this person in Wichita. So let's just say Don Henley called me. Don, if you're listening, uh, I apologize for this. And said, hey, I need you to lay down some background vocals on this new song I'm working on. Uh, and then and then I go do it. And then I say, ah, that's that was what an experience. I'm good. Uh, no, I'd want to work harder. Maybe he wants me to do the next one. Maybe I can go create a career of my own. Maybe I can become a, a star. Maybe I can put out an album or two. I'm not going to just go back home and say, remember that time I really uh, had a fleeting moment of success? That's nothing. First of all, your level of talent is minuscule compared to the level of talent of the individual well, we're talking do about. Do we know that? The golfer we're talking about. Secondly... He had his moment. But I'm making it a He analogy. has the self-awareness to be able to know that this is my moment. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun with it. This is the most incredible experience I've ever had in this game I love. I could have never imagined uh, that I would be playing uh, on a Sunday with something to play for in a major. Uh, just remarkable stuff. Oh, good and for him. Yeah, and he's not cutting a track with Don Henley, nor is he obsessed with Can you believe? with uh, Justin Thomas or posting on social media about. Oh my God, I uh, can't believe it. Posting on social media about a guy's birthday. Uh, well, I got a few likes on that by people who are uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I it's sure an uncomfortable not. thing. I mean, he turns seventy-six tomorrow. Who, you're not you're not going to say anything. What? Who cares? If I say something, it'll, it won't be creepy. What will it be? Not creepy. But what will it be? I don't know. It won't be. What What'd you say? That it's his last day of being a 75-year-old. Let me know if you need ideas to celebrate solemnly. Why would you be solemn Cause about it's, it? Because it's his last day of snow. He's turning a new page. It's reflective. It's, you know, you know how it is. No, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would be solemn about it. Well, you solemnly swear, right? So there's some. The whole Don Henley thing has jumped the shark. Formal and dignified. That's all solemn means. Does, your daughter's now getting old enough to know these things and to be 
aware. Uh, what What are her thoughts? Well, why don't you ask her yourself? I will. I'm sure she's fine with it. I'm going to ask her. Because Good. idolization is okay. You know, he's not like my... I don't look to him for moral guidance, right? You know that. I don't know. No, I don't you know, know anything a lot of at this, this point. You know, a lot of this is I feel strongly about the the effect and the positivity that Don Henley has had on on my life, but I don't worship the man. Yes, you do. Okay, See, I, you even I do a little. <laughs> you do. No, I, do. I don't. I don't quite get that. But he's not my he's not my he's my all time favorite entertainer. But I don't worship him. He's I don't worship him either. And, he's not my and moral. The Cardinals are my all time favorite team, but I don't worship. Him. He's not my moral compass. And he's uh, just a guy that I'm I'm glad exists uh, and has given me a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's given you, but he's he's given me a lot. Well, he's a he's a tremendous songwriter, tremendous singer. He's given me the best entertainment of anybody in my life, but I don't I don't worship him. He lo- I, don't, I don't I don't like uh, I don't have a I've never had a desire to you know I just literally said you know no desire to meet him. No, not really. Never have. Well, I met him. That stuff's not in my deal. That that just doesn't mean. Much to me, people say. I'll ask me a lot. Who have you met? Who? And I have to really struggle. We're all just people here. That, yeah, I, but would you like to meet an interesting person? I've met well, a lot of interesting people, but okay. You know, you meet Don Henley, and what was interesting about him down uh, when you the took fact, a photo with him, and he looked like he wanted to be about. What was the lighting again? I don't know how many times I need to explain. He that. wanted to be anywhere else. We were in the darkest room in history with the brightest flash in history. Uh, no one was going to take a good picture. So what was interesting? Just that it happened. Like I'm standing next to Don Henley. That that doesn't make sense to me even now. It didn't make sense to me then. That's why I was uh, tongue-tied and overwhelmed by the moment. Just well, like, uh, what's his name in the U.S. Open? It'd be a terrible uh, thing to have him on this show. You wouldn't even be able to get I a word out. Fine. I don't think you would. Of course I would. No, I don't think you would, honestly. I think you'd be a wreck. And I don't think you'd be able to speak legibly. Legibly? Yeah. That's writing, sir. I don't think you... Well, you, you, can, you can speak legibly. You can speak coherently. And I don't think you'd... I don't think well, you'd get pull him it on. Off. I'm not making the effort to get him on. You told me you were. No. You're done with it? I don't really care. Well, You've you. kind of turned me against the Eagles. Good. More for me. <laughs> More for you. That's really not how that works. I mean, they're great. But, I mean, my goodness, man. You've just. What are you going to say to the guy who emailed me who's seen him over 200 times? What are you going to say to to Lisa and Melissa who've been on the show, run a run a fan page, and have seen him uh, hun- 100 or more times? Well, I've what seen him say- over 30. I'm fine. What do you fine. say to them? I say if they talk about him all the time. Well, they uh, go and meet him. They pay big money to sit in the front row. Uh, they they talk about how he acknowledges them in the crowd there are always going to be fans like that well i don't i don't have a like they're, a, they're called that's you know that's why the grateful dead existed 
because they had a bunch of fans like that. The Deadheads. Uh, there are every artist has fans like that. I just have. I don't know. I I think I was. It's outside of. I think as you get older, you don't, you don't indulge in that stuff. That's well, my thought. Don Henley will always be thirty five, thirty six years older than me. So again, I'm not gonna when I'm fifty start following a, a young rock band that's in their twenties and really feel. So this is it again. This is it for me with uh, passion for a musical act. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Soak it up as much as I possibly can. Well, good for you. Uh, hopefully you'll have a good time doing so. Oh, I always do. <laughs> I appreciate it. I guess you do. No, I, think, I do. That's why I can. I think it'd be a better time if you had, you know, how many concerts have you gone to by yourself? A bunch. And you end up being mad because somebody's standing up in front of you or talking. Oh, standing. Uh, I'll stand. I want to stand the whole time. Or, or they're they're compli- you, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, you always text me about. Oh, I can't believe this person's. I've never texted you about that. No, all the time. I, I got like twenty thousand of them. No, the, why don't you cue those up for me? You're always upset with a somebody. No, no, I'm not. I just wish people wouldn't talk. Well, unfortunately, some people are going to talk. Well, I shut that down. Well, I, I'd hate to see that. I'd hate the whole experience of a concert with you. Well, we don't have to go to any then. We might. Who knows? I can't tell the future. Well, if you uh, hate it, let's. I don't want confrontation at this age. I, I just can't I relate think anymore. Of it as a confrontation, I think of it as I paid money to hear that, not you. So let me hear that, please. Yeah. Thank you. That's fine. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back, DJ Johnson from the Purple and Black TBT team. They're in action tonight against. Uh, their opponents, Team Arkansas, from Arkansas, uh, six o'clock tip out at Coke Arena. DJ coming off a solid game one. We'll get his thoughts next. The Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Music from the summer of 93, that is Freddie Mercury, Living on My Own. 
Don't know much about that one. Was he he was still alive in 93? I thought he died earlier. DJ Johnson joins us, former K-Stater, currently a member of the Purple and Black TBT K-State team. They're uh, taking on Team Arkansas tonight out at Coke Arena. Six o'clock, the tip for that one. Hello, DJ. Hey, how's everyone doing? We're doing well. Thank you uh, for coming on the show. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this K-State team. Uh, you, you won in round one. You had 11 points, five rebounds, three blocks. Uh, obviously, I would guess you're pleased with your performance. Uh, how about the team? How's this team look to you? I think the team looks great. You know, we still got to get a couple guys going, and um, that'll be today. I know some guys, um, they – they didn't get as many shots as uh, they normally get and, um, you know, just out of rhythm. Um, Marcus Addison being one of them, so excited to get him going today. Um, everyone else, I think they, they looked at well, including Addison, but, um, you know, really excited to get some of these other guys going because they, uh, they definitely bring a lot to the table offensively and defensively. How do you kind of solve that, DJ? Not that, like, anyone's unhappy with their shots, but, you know, you probably didn't practice a whole lot. Uh, maybe four or five times, uh, you're kind of just running it out there in game one. So how do you kind of make sure that everyone gets involved and is able to kind of uh, get the uh, the shot volume that they want? Well, we actually, we practice uh, the, for the past two weeks. I think we're coming up on week three uh, this upcoming Wednesday. But, um, yeah, so we, we've practiced for a total of about two weeks between Kansas City Manhattan and then came down to Wichita. So uh, we've, we've had a, a lot of time with each other, getting to know each other, tendencies and chemistry is definitely built up. But um, the coaching staff, you know, they've done a really good job. I thought they did great yesterday with um, rotating guys in and out. And, you know, that's make, making sure that we're, we have fresh legs for today. So, um, of course, uh, we all realize and recognize that we're all pros and, you know, it's going to be very similar to as if we were playing in the NBA. You know, there's not a ton of superstars in the NBA. There's a lot of guys that get in there and they do something really well and they're expected to do that with the time that they're given and be rotated out. And um, I think we're, we're, we're working with a very similar structure with a lot of talented guys that can give us something. And speaking of talent, you're, you're in uh, against a good team tonight, Team Arkansas, coming off a 70-58 to 58 win in their opener, and they had four players uh, scoring double figures. What can you tell yeah. us about that team? Uh, well, we're excited to play them. Uh, a couple of guys are familiar with them, uh, with their players, uh, Alice Robertson being one of them, with him playing for TCU while we were at K-State. Um, and some of the other guys at K-State are familiar with the guys that they have on their team. So um, we're excited. We know they uh, they have eight guys, so – um, I don't think they have the roster depth that, that we have, but we're not taking them lightly. We're going to come out and we're going to play hard and make them call the first time out. So what's it like? And, you know, Jordan, your coach, Jordan Enriquez Roberts, is a little bit older than you, but what's it like being coached by your peers, guys that you've had, you know, similar experiences with, went to the same school? Uh, not that you, you know, don't want to take direction, but is, is that is that what kind of dynamic is that when the coach is also kind of a guy who could probably step out on the floor and play with you guys? Uh, you know, it's good. You know, you always want to – I feel like everyone wants a player's coach. You know, you want somebody that can relate, tell you, um, give you direction because they've personally been through it. You know, it makes it a little bit easier, I think. But uh, it's always been that relationship with J.O., Thomas, Rodney, Martavius because as I was coming in as a freshman, they were seniors. So 
Coach Weber allowed them to teach teach us on the court. It was their responsibility to teach us on the court, you know, and if uh, one of us messed up, we all messed up. So um, they did a really good job with me as a freshman and get during my sophomore year on, you know, teaching me fundamentals. And, you know, I think I'm a coachable guy. So um, it's, it's relatively easy to make that adjustment. I don't, I don't think there's an adjustment at all, actually. DJ Johnson, our guest, K-State's purple and black squad in the TBT. So far, DJ, the bracket has held up. We're only through the first round, but we've got mm-hmm. uh, you guys still in it. Of course, Team Arkansas, your opponent tonight. The Aftershock, the Memphis team over in the other uh, side of the bracket, the KU and Missouri squads are still around. Of course, we don't want to look too far ahead, but mm-hmm. how cool would it be to have you guys and the Aftershocks meeting for a chance to take on uh, the Mass Street team? Oh, that would be phenomenal, I think. Uh, I think that's what everybody wants, and, you know, that's what we're striving for. This is a good location, uh, Wichita, for this tournament. This uh, city's really grasped onto the aftershocks, and you guys have had a good following here, and certainly uh, the KU team had a good crowd out at Coke Arena. This is a, a mm-hmm. concept that has really worked. Why do you think that is? Why do you think this tournament has struck a chord with not only players from all the schools that are represented, but also the fan bases? Oh, man, I think fans care about their uh, alma maters and, uh, you know, especially here in Kansas where, we, you know, we don't have a professional basketball team, but uh, we produce a lot of good basketball players here through the state of Kansas. And, um, you know, it's, it's when a professional basketball is being played close by, I think fans all over, they, they gravitate towards it and a good opportunity to see some uh, professional players go at it uh, in the summertime where there's no ball being played at all. So update us, uh, DJ, on your pursuit of becoming a, a real estate agent. Where's that at right now? I know Martavius uh, went through kind of the same thing. Uh, so And also just kind of how are you balancing real life, quote, unquote, and, and your basketball career? Yeah, so um, I started practicing real estate in the summer of 2020, you know, spring of 2020. It's something I've always wanted to um to have a career in and I studied regional and community planning um, at K-State, which is basically just real estate on a larger level, you know, dealing with a lot of economic development, uh, site selectors, uh, figuring out the approval process from a developer standpoint and from a city standpoint. So real estate's always been in my interest and um, happy to be doing it. Uh, currently work for Better Homes and Gardens. Um, in Kansas City, I am in the state line office at 75th and uh, state line. Um, but in addition to that, I also work for Shockey Consulting. We're an urban planning firm that specializes in community engagement and um, we're doing a lot of services for municipalities in the area. Um, currently, I'm working for I'm working in a consulting capacity for the city of DeSoto. Um, where I'm assisting them as they plan for Panasonic. So um, basically real estate just on a larger scale. I do a ton of mapping for them. I meet with site selectors. So I do a little bit of everything, but it's still kind of in that real estate realm. That's awesome. And here you are still out there hooping too. That's got to feel good. Yeah, yeah. You know, 5.30 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I play uh, with a group of guys. So that definitely helps me balance things out when I can just get it done in the morning. I hope you're the best of those guys that you play with, right? 
Oh, man, I'd like to think so, but a couple of them are young like <laughs> me or ex-pros, played uh, overseas, Uh-oh. some played in the CBA, some played in the NBA, so I'm sure they'd have something to say about that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time, and, and good luck to uh, the Purple and Black tonight. Uh, just a couple hours away, 6 o'clock tip against uh, the Memphis Beale Street team. No, they play Arkansas. I'm sorry, Arkansas. The Aftershocks Arkansas. play Beale Street tough to keep all this together in an old brain dj thank you we appreciate you coming on thank you thanks for having me and is it all right if i just share one more um one more point about what purple and black is doing this year if you have time absolutely yes sure so uh this year purple and black is bringing awareness to homelessness amongst veterans um Purple and Black is sponsored by Urban Village Outreach, and I sit as the executive director. Um, So far, we've uh, raised donations through um, open practices, open scrimmages, and a couple couple fundraisers around the KC, Manhattan, and Wichita area. most of those, majority of those donations are going back to the nonprofit organization, which is restoring a fourplex for homeless veterans in St. Louis City. So if you guys have time, please visit our website, um, visit our Instagram, and you can get to the website to learn more about what we're doing and our mission this year. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And good luck. Good luck in the tournament. Good luck in all your ventures. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you guys for having me on. All right, DJ Johnson uh, from the Purple and Black squad out at the TBT Coke Arena. A uh, couple games tonight. Breath uh, of fresh air. What's that? Breath of fresh air, that conversation. A nice guy. Oh, wonderfully nice. A uh, good man. Yeah. Absolutely seems like it. So, uh, yeah, we, we like DJ Johnson. He's been on this show before. He has. Our program director, Tony Dusing, who uh, operates KFH and KNSS uh, for Odyssey, joining us for five questions. Tony, uh, not much going on this afternoon that you have time to time to waste? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm live in the palatious KFH studios, and, and I'm, wondering, I'm wondering, 1993, I'm like, I don't know what I was doing because I don't remember any of these songs. <laughs> Really? You guys are playing. Well, Max has a way of Max has a way. Now I I do know the Spin Doctors. <laughs> no, I do know the and artists. And I've heard Soul to Squeeze. Yeah, I know the artists, but it's like, ah, man. but I do remember at that time I was moving from what was music radio into this thing called talk radio and that was 92 93. So I was probably more focused in on that, so. But yeah, probably having fun. So. All right, let's hear the music, Max, and we'll get started. Jeff, what's your first question for Tony Deucing? This isn't necessarily a question, but actually this is, this doesn't count toward my allotment of questions. Uh-oh. But I don't think we're getting your current title correct. What is your title at Odyssey and at uh, over there in Wichita? Well, yeah, program director is fine. I mean, that's what, what the, the industry calls what we do, and we um, program the radio stations. I choose what uh, airs on the station, hire the staff, 
I mean, I even do the imaging, the stuff that you hear. Uh, but our company, Odyssey, felt like we do more than just that. They came, you know, because we do manage some streaming stuff, uh, marketing, there's some promotion stuff that we do. So we really manage the station or what we call the brand. So like KFH is a brand here in Wichita. And so we manage it. So we, they want, they call us more of a brand manager. So, and some people are confused by that because it's something that Odyssey wanted to say, hey, really, you know, you guys are in charge more than just what's going on the radio station. Although that, that is the industry thing. And, I, you know, I still, I don't, either way for me, you know, sometimes I like to talk to people that are outside Odyssey. It's program director. So anyway, but so brand managers. We hear, we hear advertisements, promotions uh, on KFH and KNSS and all over about uh, saving AM radio in yes. cars. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. Uh, what What is that mm -hmm. issue? Why Why is there an issue so, uh, with saving radio, AM radio, and vehicles? Yeah. So you know, we knew. Uh, you know, Tesla doesn't have radio in their cars. You, they want you to stream every. You know, it's uh, and there's the problem is this is uh, you know, and I like Elon Musk, but this is a guy who sends rockets into space. Can't figure out how to keep a radio in a car. And, you know, so. And the larger manufacturers came out and said, we don't think we're going to do that. And Ford started that. Ford said, no, we're going to take AM out. We're just, no, we don't think anybody's using it. And we're just going to take it out. And there's a couple of things there. One thing, the AM radio band is being used by FEMA and, the, and local emergency management. It's a, it's a base of communication to the public if there's an emergency, whether it's tornado warning or, or it could be the governor needs to speak to the people or the mayor needs to speak to the people, that can happen. I think of Katrina in, uh, in New Orleans. WWL is one of our stations. And when that went through, it wiped out a bunch of stations. A couple of AM stayed on the air and FM was on. They had some backup power. And all those groups got together, the Odyssey, iHeart, Cumulus, all the different groups, and said, we're going to go on the radio stations that are still on the air. We're going to bring the uh, mayor in, things like that. And it, it, it provides um, a way to speak to the people. And the AM dial, FEMA's helped us out. Government's helped us out on making the AM strong, dependable signals that stay on the air. So we have backup power. We, we uh, For example, KNSS. Uh, as a news station, if we go off the air, most likely the last thing to go off the air is the uh, the AM. Because, uh, I mean, a, a plane could have to would have to hit the tower for us to go off the air. We have backup power, so it's it's hardened is what the, the word I like to use. So you know, and I you know the car car manufacturers are trying to save any money they can because cars are really expensive nowadays, especially the new ones. And you know, two dollars here, five dollars here, that and it literally takes a few dollars to keep AM in the car. It's basically a filter, probably $2, maybe up to $10, to keep a filter in the car or to keep AM radio there. Our other thing is the radio industry looks at this as this is free, free stuff that people are, they, 100 years, 50, 70 years, whatever, you know, that, that you can listen to radio for free. Or you can stream via what? You know, I'm going to just say GM. I don't mean to pick on them. The GM plan where it's $19.99 a month or, you know, they, it, I, we don't want to get into a situation where I'm in my car and I have to pay to listen to whatever's in the car, you know. So and even if you stream it through your phone, you're paying for your phone, you know. So 
so hey, we I, got three other questions to get here. Yeah, Tony. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you actually you hit a subject that really you know is something. I, that, I did. Know, I touched yeah. on. You touched on here. something. All right, then let's go ahead. Go to the next one. <laughs> so what? Why have you been, and why were you originally drawn to talk radio? You're obviously passionate about that. Where does that come from? So radio, I've always been interested in radio since I was a kid and growing up and, of course, listening to like the KKRDs and the 80s and, you know, the top 40 stations. And I got into radio right out of high school and worked the first 10 years for fun as part time as a DJ. And I DJed parties and stuff like that, me and a buddy of mine. And we just had fun and I did other things to supplement the income. And uh, I mean, I worked at a record store and music was a big deal for me. And worked for 10 years. And then in the early 90s, like I mentioned earlier, we had a format change. And uh, the owner of the station said, let's try this thing called talk radio. And talk radio started, you know, Rush Limbaugh came out in the late 80s. And it was starting to kind of come along. And Imus started syndicating, you know, Don Imus in the morning, which we ran here on KFH for a long time. So we moved into that format. And... Unfortunately, everybody on that radio station that was running music were let go except for myself. And the reason why I was let, not let go is because I knew un, I understood a lot of the technical aspects of keeping this thing going. And, um, and talk radio had a lot of satellite stuff going on. So, so that's where that came from. And, so, and I've been in that ever since. You know, uh, when I first took over, it was KFH. And uh, for a little while, we had KQM and then also KNSS. And whenever I run the station, one of the things I always wanted to make happen with these stations is make them interesting to the listener, make them exciting. And we saw that with KFH. The ratings came up quite quickly. Within a couple of years, we had very good success with the station. Of course, I mentioned Imus, Don and Mike in the afternoon, even like G. Gordon Liddy, Tom Likas at night, Loveline. And we just had great ratings. And so the owners saw that. And so when we got other talk stations, they're like, let Tony run it. So, Which I'm happy you know, that that's the case now. So. Yeah. Who's the guy that was on at six o'clock that did the parodies? Oh, Phil Hendry. Phil oh, Hendry. Yes, he was oh. so talented. Oh, yeah, Phil. Yeah, he uh, and he kind of quit radio because he was getting into NBC had a, a show that they wanted him to do called Teachers. It lasted like a yeah. year, one season, I think, and unfortunately he quit his show. And I, yeah. I thought that was a mistake, but yeah. He All had right, a couple Tony, what's trickets. your what's your What's your question for us? Okay, so, you know, being on sports radio here, and, you know, I've never really asked you guys this, and I thought, what? It's a pretty obvious question to ask. You know, if I was, if this was a rock station, I'd ask you, what was the best rock concert you've been to? What is the most memorable or your favorite sports event that you've witnessed? Now, it could be TV or heard on radio or been there well, live. Well, it's... What would you the say? The timing couldn't be any better because we're celebrating Wichita State's uh, final four run yeah. uh, in 2013. And certainly being on the road uh, for that run and covering that for the Wichita Eagle as their sports columnist yeah. uh, was I agree. was undoubtedly uh, the mo- one of the most memorable things. Covering uh, the, two, the KU run in 2008 yes. uh, where they won the national championship is also in that realm. Yeah. So. Uh, and then K-State's loss uh, to Texas A&M in the Big 12 championship game where they had a chance uh, to move from that and go play for a national championship. Yeah. Uh, those, All three of those would be in, the, in, in that category Memorable for, for me. Yeah, what about you, Jeff? 
probably the K uh, the Wichita State Final Four run yeah, is up there. I look at uh, that too. You know, obviously some games I just saw as a fan. I don't. I didn't see anything like monumentally uh, that uh, you know was a turning point in the history of sports or anything. But saw a walk off Grand Slam by a little known Cleveland then Indian named Bill Selby off of Mariano mm-hmm. Rivera. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I've seen some other cool Cleveland baseball moments so those are up there too yeah you know those yeah, i mean the, if you're if you're including television and the teams uh, we love yeah yeah no, the I cardinals saw those. have had many moments yeah, i saw course. those many many more I moments was thinking the cardinals than for the, uh, Giddy, the guardians or indian you're yeah. not talking about uh, television <laughs> though well, you know, and you can you know you can add television because then I remember like when Michael Jordan was uh, playing for the Bulls in a, in a postseason game and hitting a three pointer and just like wow, look at that, or like uh, Tiger Woods on a Sunday, you know, winning winning a, a you know a Masters or you know majors. So you know yeah, those things. Watching Mario Chalmers' shot go in to send that right there game against Memphis to overtime back in '08. Yes. And I had a bird's eye view of that. Yeah. Uh, that particular shot, so I could tell it was gonna gonna go in when he shot it, and that that was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. So. And I think we could all agree. Yeah, the shocker Final Four. I mean, me too. I just yeah, it was like wow, you know, just amazing. And we again hope for that again, you know, uh, for the shockers to see that we'll happen see. again. So yeah, Tony, exactly. thank you. Yeah, we thank appreciate you guys. It. All right, sounds good. We, all right, yeah. there's Tony Ducing, uh, program director for KFH KNS brand manager. Yeah, brand manager. I, I don't get into brand. Uh, I do. I do program. And don't forget Sundays Whatever. on KUYN. Oh, Tony's. Yeah, right. That was Max. I don't know what he's talking about. Tony's on what KYN on Sunday. Tony. Sunday's on Tony KYN. Tony's on KYN. Noon to six. So, yeah, so I do a 12 to noon. I play some music over there, so you can tune in and listen to some, wow. of, some of my favorite songs. I mean, it's mostly stuff from the 70s, 80s, some 90s, except 93. Good for you. Because nice. I, I don't remember 93. <laughs> Apparently not. Thanks, Tony. All right. Thanks, Tony. Yep. All right, there you go, Tony Deucing. Cardinals had the bases loaded, one out. Alec Burleson at the plate. He hit him to a double play. Doggone it. Sorry uh, about that. Those things happen, apparently. Still 4-3? to three. Still 4-3. to three. We got the top of the order coming up in the uh, top of the ninth. If, if we can hold them, I'll go up and watch this now. We've come to the end of the show of the week. We appreciate everyone for listening. Max Power Producing and Engineering. We'll be back here Monday. Jim Callis from MLB Pipeline. We'll join us. We'll talk about baseball prospects uh, with Jim. It'll be the three-man booth with uh, Jason Duda as well. Have a good weekend, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you Monday. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.